This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by two leaders in digital health and patient experience and leadership technology with Harshal Shah and Brian Dobosh, both leaders at the RWJ Barnabas System. They're going to talk to us today about some of the things they're seeing, their leadership roles, a lot more. Harshal, can you take a moment and introduce yourself and ask Brian, I'll ask you to do the same. Great. Thank you, Scott, for having us here. Uh, my name is Harshal Shah. I am the Director of Digital Health at RWJ Barnabas Health. And in my role, uh, I oversee a lot of the digital health uh, technologies um, that come from patient experience and the provider experience. And how do you really interact those two kinds of experiences into a productive transformation? And, and Brian, take a second to introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, Scott. Uh, again, thanks for having us. We're, we're really excited to be here. Hi, uh, my name is Brian Dobosh, and I'm the VP of Digital Systems at RWJ Barnabas Health. Uh, I've been with the organization in various roles for the past 18 years. So, of course, with the help of Harshal, um, all the tools that we're building, both in the EHR space, non-EHR space, are really, really exciting. Things like our personal health record for my chart, the interoperability mechanisms that we have between the EHRs, telehealth, and even the mobile applications that we are building and using for our clinical colleagues. Brian and Harshal, thank you for those introductions. And, and we're going to talk a lot about digital health today. Brian, given that you've been there for 17 years, let, let me start with this question, and then I'll turn to Harshal on a pretty similar question. How has digital health changed in 17 years? And, and I'd love to hear some of the perspective on that. And then how different will it look five to 10 years from now? Can you give us a sense of how you see that? Yeah, so Scott, it's amazing to, to think about 18 years ago when I started at this organization and what everybody's focus was. Remember, this is pre-iPhone days. So the organizations were focused on just bringing its first true EMR live. And they had been using older systems like TDS or E7000, if, if you remember those, which were mostly like keyboard inputs, no mouse, no grass charts, things like that. And it's really the goal was to have patient data live electronically. We weren't even thinking about patient portals at that time. And we really struggled with getting users to adopt it really with the physician order entry. So fast forward today, and you think about there are 90 year olds who are fluent in smartphones. Uh, we have EHRs that allow patients complete access to their record, even getting lab results before their providers does. That in itself is revolutionary, but that took a really long time. And so then when we saw with the pandemic, how more than ever digital solutions and tools were needed and even more thrilling adopted. So telehealth, if you think about that pre-pandemic was a tool used by some, but due to necessity, people adopted it and are now using it more frequently. Additionally, we have companies that are making digital health products for the home which are helping people keep track of, these, of all the things that they need for their health, um, which would typically need to go to the office for. And if I've learned anything from the, this past couple of years, it's, it's two things. So number one, there has to be a need. Oftentimes we're trying to adopt these new technologies or processes just because we want to, but there's no need or problem that we're trying to solve for the customer. And it's really important that we stay customer focused which not only includes our patients, but our colleagues as well. And number two, there has to be this culture shift. Oftentimes it's prompted by 
uh, external forces, but a, a lot of times it's leadership, and this could be internal in the organization or even from our political standpoint. But with these two forces and the right timing, we could really get uh, a jump start on the digital health evolution of an organization, but then just the general public as well. There's, there's so many things you said there that are so interesting. I, and we'll come back to looking forward in a second. Is that yeah. you know um, you know older consumers are now. Um, you know, they, they understand how to use their, their, their cell phone, their cell phone native. Now they understand it. They could use it for a lot of stuff. You know, my mother's 84 can use it perfectly for all these kinds of things. My father's 88 may be a little more challenging, but I think that yeah. is so true. The other thing you said is about, there's gotta be a need for it. And this is a fascinating concept of you know, software engineering and all the technology companies. There's a huge divide between in the vernacular, what they talk about in business as a product fit or not. So product fit means exactly to your point that we actually need it and want it. It's not just that somebody sold it to us and it's cool, but somebody, there's a real right. need for it. And, and so I, I, I love that point. I think it's so important. So it must be like amazing as this momentum pick up for digital health and you know there's a long way to go, but I, I asked you about the 17 years thing. So it's so different from what it was and, and take a moment on, what it looks like five years from now. Yeah, so so five years from now, I, I think many people have seen what the benefit of digital health is in the past two years. And that's why we hear this term a lot more, right? Organizations are really into it and they're trying to figure out what does it actually mean? Um, there's a lot of different definitions, um, but it's really great news that the momentum is picking up as you had mentioned. And we're really looking for ways to meet our customers in their home, which we've shown in the pandemic that we can, they can work, right? Remote monitoring, while it's not new, I think that's gonna be one of the areas that's gonna become more robust. It's not gonna be defined to these couple of diagnoses. It's gonna be a way for a patient and a provider to kind of keep things synced up with each other. Uh, and we know technologies are gonna become cheaper and smaller all the time and that that doesn't that's not different for home products right so accessibility for wireless blood pressure cups or heart monitors and ecgs apple watches things like that are all starting to become more mainstream and i suspect within the next couple of years these more at-home type testing products are going to be available and then integrate it with the ehr at the organizations that the patients are going to um, but it's also really important to realize that we've seen these big changes recently because of laws passed on making the patient the central focus. So things like the ONC open notes, which allow for patients to have access to all their information immediately, or even price transparency for consumers so that they can shop around and get the best price for procedures from, you know, and knowing what they're going to pay. Um, and I think that we're going to see more of this from Congress with a focus to make healthcare system work more on a patient-centric level. Thank you very, very much. And, and it's a great mix of what's needed, what's useful, what's driven by politics and policy. And does it not necessarily that those aren't consistent. I mean, certainly the electronic medical record push that so many people were anti certainly ended up being completely the right decision as to where we're at today versus where we're at 15 years ago in electric health records and so forth so but it's, it is fascinating to see how much of it is still pushed by washington or by government versus by planning from systems and some mix of the two harshall you're sitting in the driver's seat on digital health 
what are some of the most exciting and interesting things that you're seeing and working on that, that you would share with the audience? Yeah, um, you know, one of the one of the most important things I think uh, Brian had alluded to was uh, the experience of a patient. You know, I think a lot of our health systems and health organizations are shifting the focus on not at the start when the patient enters the facility, but really starting before the fact and continuing after the fact. Um, I think it's very important that we we focus on digital transformation from when a patient decides to, that they want to go see a doctor or they want to go for a procedure and really amp amplifying that experience for the patient. So that digital front door is so important. You know, even, even the search is important. You know, people use Google. I'm going to search for my physician today. I think, how do you, how do you tackle that uh, kind of conversation with the patient? And my, my, you know, what I love doing is also categorizing all the different experiences within the age group, because, Maybe an 18-year-old 18 to a 30-year-old may have a different experience versus a 30 to a 45-year-old, and they may need additional components of digital health. So a lot of focuses um, that are driving transformation is toward that, and that's where I think AI is going to be really helpful, you know, artificial intelligence coming in, assessing that engagement and figuring out what the best next step is going to be for this uh, patient, and assessing that digital transformation in a way that a patient from anywhere they are at home um, driving can assess from their care anywhere with the provider. And I think that's going to be very important. And what um, Brian was kind of talking about, the telehealth component with uh, COVID-19 and every everyone, all the health system kind of expanding that telehealth presence, it really became vital that, you know, telehealth is here to stay. And it's, it's becoming more, you know, more than just it's telehealth, you know, it's out there. But it's becoming more of like a service line that offers all sorts of benefits for the patient. Um, you know, I love telehealth using it for uh, kids and the parents. And I think as a parent, I think it's such beneficial in my you know, hectic schedule on a day-to-day -day basis. Telehealth becomes very important to me as a patient for myself as well as my um, kids. A hundred percent. And Harsha, when, when you look at these different things, we, we talk about the use of telehealth. We talk about where digital health will be, you know, five years from now. What's your sense of, I mean, you know, everybody talks about how do we get healthcare to the Amazon experience? How do we get healthcare? And we had on yesterday someone who's a, who's a CEO of a company that's in the mental health, telehealth area that, that's growing like crazy because there's so much need for telehealth and, and, and for mental health and behavioral health. What do you see? Where are the big advances? You talked about AI. So much of AI so far seems to be making leaps and bounds in the back office versus necessarily the clinical side. But there is a lot of movement on the clinical side, but there's a lot of movement in the back office. Where do you see some of these evolutions? What are you most excited about? Like telehealth, the AI, the back office, the front office. How do we get, do we get to the Amazon experience? Is that just sort of like, will say that, but it's a stupid thing to say. Where, where do you see us getting to in sort of telehealth digital experiences more? Yeah, I think I think uh, I see ourselves getting more efficient. I think that's that's the best word I could put it. I think we, we are going to become much more efficient with the care we're providing. You know, providing at the right time, uh, at the low cost, and ensuring that the patient is aware of all all the you know care uh, transactions that are happening. Um, really being part of that 
care process across the board. So we don't get calls, you know, why are we, why is my physician doing this or why is this happening? I think awareness and efficiency are the key drivers that are going to drive all this digital transformation. And, and where do you see on the AI side, where are you most excited when you see AI? Where, where are, I mean, people talk about it, predictive analytics or fall, sepsis, so forth, where there's been great progress. Where else do you see lots of progress in the AI side? What are you excited about there? I think chronic care, uh, chronic care management. I think that's where AI is going to be a, a really uh, a high hit right there because chronic care management is is something that you know that in, encourages post discharge uh, rehabilitation monitoring. I think assessing and using AI to determine um, a care path to you know kind of not have these uh, readmissions come to the hospital. Um, focusing on those kinds of patients are going to be very important. I think AI is going to be a very big hit across the board for that reason. Phenomenal. And and if I was to ask each of you what you're just most excited about in the digital health landscape, you know, whether it's technology you're using, whether it's a movement or a shift, what is the single most thing that you're most excited about right now in terms of digital health and its impact? Uh, Ryan, let me ask you that first. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm one, number one excited that there is momentum. Right, because like I mentioned earlier, it, there, it wasn't going that way. People kind of were doing their own thing, and and it was displaced. But now people see that these tools are really important. One of the areas um, I'm I'm personally excited about, and I think will have a larger impact coming down the pipe, is virtual reality, and really um, not in its present state. I think. When we when we think about virtual reality, um, we you know we think about those big Oculus glasses that people are wearing, and 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 I don't know if that's going to be what it is. Um, you know, obviously technology is going to get better and they'll get smaller, um, but it really is going to be critical for, um, and I I think training of the clinicians and the staff, uh, whether it's a nurse, a new nurse, or a tech or a surgeon who can do practicing on a lot of these different uh, procedures that they would do, whether it's giving a syringe or, or uh, you know, brain surgery, um, but it will allow them to practice as much as possible. We think about, um, if you think about airline pilots, right? They do flight simulator practice over and over and over, hundreds of hours, and they could change the, the complications or conditions when they're flying to see what, you know, how they react and to remember critical pieces. Well, we could do that same thing with, with our, with our staff and allow them to come through, you know, maybe it's a normal surgery or this time there's a complication, what are we going to do? And they can practice that. I think that is part of the digital health uh, revolution that we're going to see at least um, in the, for our colleagues uh, in the near future. And, and, Harshal, your thoughts. I mean, there's been so much discussion about exactly what you're talking about, Brian, this improvement in digital training. And it's so important, not just for doctors. There's this huge inability to train enough nurses due to lack of nursing faculty, not of nursing faculty. That's what I'm constantly told is the limiting staff getting a ton more nurses trained. And so many opportunities to use these kind of virtual technologies. I, I absolutely love that and I hope that is the case. Harshal, what are you most excited about? What's the, if you talk about the single thing you're most excited about, what's that? I think it's going to be how uh, care is delivered within our four walls right now. 
um, you know, we're, we're going through uh, an implementation uh, right now, and that's, that's changing some of the care processes and really making it efficient for our nurses, for our physicians, to be able to communicate um, to, uh, to patients and really work with our patients. I think one of the most important things that, you know, I, I love uh, moving away from the concept of using paper, moving away from the concept of not collecting data. I think a lot of initial initiatives that we have going on are based on a lot of data that we're collecting. So even doing rounding, even doing uh, virtual care, and you know, I think you alluded to telemonitoring, right? Having a nurse, um, because of the shortage, having a nurse, a nurse consult with an experienced nurse that is very important to do those training perspectives and telemonitoring, uh, making work from an inpatient standpoint, from an outpatient standpoint. I think that's going to be really key, and that's what we're working on today. Phenomenal. Harshal and Brian, I want to thank you for sharing your thoughts on what's going on in digital health. You're with a remarkable, remarkable health system in RWJ Barnabas Health. Thank you both for joining us today. I'd love to have you back on just to give more updates on what you're seeing in healthcare and digital health and how these things are coming along. Thank you, Harshal. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Scott. Scott. It was great.